to Cobb's Corner, your place to tell your truth. I am your host, the positive pusher, the motivator of thinkers. Anything you could do, I will celebrate you. Jarvis, Cobb, and I am with a dope. I mean, just, I got dopeness sitting across the, across the aisle for me today, all right? This woman is an author of four books with three cooking in the oven. This woman is a full-time worker. She's an achiever. She's a grinder. And she still has a little job of being a mom just on the side, if you didn't know. Man, this is Tiffany Simmons. How are you hello, doing? Hello. I'm doing well. Yeah? yeah? I appreciate you coming, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we're going to talk about a few things today. We definitely got to yes, talk sir. about her new book that just came out in November, right? Yes. Dirty yes. 30s. 30 Tell, actually, yeah, tell, tell the people a little bit about it. Tell them, tell them the premise of it. Oh, man. So it's it's not anything like porn or anything. Yeah. People are like, oh, that's dirty 30s. That's like, what ooh, people jump no. to. They hear the word dirty. <laughs> yeah, just, the, yeah, people nasty. But um, no, really, it's about, <laughs> <laughs> it's really just about that transition of life into mm-hmm. your 30s. Um, what I found was um, a lot of my friends, you know, you talk and you tell stories about what's going on in your life. You're catching up. Um, yeah. A lot of the things were sad to know just about what was going on with their relationships and marriages and children and things like that um, about themselves about you know feeling lost and like not really sure where they're going you know and thinking that the life in the 30s was going to be so much better Mm. um, and it just hasn't been you know so it's really just um, just about that transition into 30s and about you know just kind of what to expect (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to a lot of things especially with like dating and dealing with the kids and the job and things like that but more so about you know accepting that too accepting that you know life is going to be rough it's going to be tough it's going to be a lot of things that are going to be continued to be thrown at you um and it's just going to be a matter of how you choose to take it you Mm. know you can either be complacent or you can kind of you know move past it 10 percent what happens to you 90 percent how you react exactly exactly so So. yes it was fun to write it was fun to write but I love it. It's definitely my comedic take on life. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. All right, so let's jump back a little bit. Um, born in Elgin? Born, born and raised, raised in Elgin? Born and raised in Elgin, yes. What side? I know you. I know you're a cross side ah, rival. So I know you're gonna West Side. Come on, man. Come on, you man. Do that. Come on, bro. Clark and Royal. West Side. What is a Royal? Royal blue. <laughs> Come on, what man. What's a Royal anyway? What's a maroon? Yeah, we, we wear that crown. We wear that crown. Y'all like. Right. Y'all yeah. like. Yeah. It's it's so thick and and it's still it's crazy because um. Even just going to, we did the alumni game. That was dope. Um, that was awesome. That was dope. Um, and just the feel, just to be back in the building. Yeah. It was just, it just felt so good, you know. Um, you know, my senior year, I didn't beat y'all not once. Really? Played y'all three times that season. I didn't, and they Elgin beat us. never beat all three us. Times. All four years, they never really? beat us. The girls, yeah. But y'all was nice though. We were pretty nice. Y'all, we were pretty nice. Y'all won pretty big that night too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it Terrible. was a nice little. Terrible. Y'all ain't right. Nice little y'all ain't got no heart. Y'all ain't got no heart, no yeah. soul. It, it was don't, nice. Y'all don't care about nothing I but yourself. I think people would just kind of sleep on us, you know. Um, <laughs> a lot of the girls, though, we do. We still continue to play, though. We play okay. in the league, and, um, you know, it's, we call it the old woman's league. But it was, you know, it's fun. Right. So, you know, we, we had to get Ashley, out there and show a little something. I actually heard that you developed your skills in Clifford Court. How you know playing my against, life? Uh, playing, <laughs> playing against some of the guys out yes, there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was out there, and actually before that, I was I was raised in the high rise the first okay. five years of my life. Um, yeah. And we didn't have a basketball rim. We just had yeah. a garbage can, and we used that I as our. Those. We yeah. had the crates. Yeah, yeah. Crate so it was yeah. it was me trying to do the moves and out there with the boys playing basketball. Um, and I just really didn't become serious about it until like you know. Probably middle school is mm. when I first – sixth grade was actually okay. when I first picked up a ball. And then you went to Judson and played? I, I went to Judson and played there okay. four years. How awesome. was the career there? It was awesome. Yeah. I'm still close to my teammates. Um, you know, it was a great experience. Yeah. Um, great coaches over there. Um, we'll actually, take it back for the world. a teammate of yours told me to ask you – or to say, thugs get no love? <laughs> Now can we can, can we jump into that a little bit? What's what's thugs get no love? Oh my gosh! Who told you that? You been doing some investigating? I didn't. I'm um, just saying. Thugs yeah. get no love. Yeah, absolutely. So that was our saying back in college. You know, we had standards. You know, we went to the little private Christian school, so yeah. it was like 
don't step to us if uh, you ain't if you're not if you right. Your, right. Your life ain't right. That's you're not on age. the right track. That um, should always be be the case. Oh yeah, always oh, yeah. be the standard. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that was just our little saying, and uh, <laughs> we we bring it we bring it out of the crates sometimes. Like thugs get no That's love, so you funny. know, because it's like we too old now, yeah. and you still thugging. Still, you're, you're not getting no loving. Yeah, that's not a good one. <laughs> and there still be some dudes out there thugging like, yo, what, is. what is we doing? Grown, bro. What Grown. is we doing? <laughs> All right, so went through the went through the college. Did well. Graduated. Graduated. Um, I went on to nursing school. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that's so right. went to nursing school. Did that. Um, you know, just been a nurse ever since. Yeah. Um, what uh, what. Oh, um, like I started off in mother baby. Okay. Yeah, and I almost didn't make it to nursing school because you know it was it was rough. Cause nursing school Real. was tough, and I was a science major, so okay. you know college was tough. But yeah, nursing man. school ain't no joke. And um, and I went to my mother baby rotation. I just fell in love with it. Yeah. So that was where I stayed, uh, mother baby. Then I went to NICU okay. with the critical care babies and stuff. Um, and now I'm just kind of doing like, I call it the corporate health care. Yeah. I'm just kind of working um, on that side of it now. And I love it. I love it too. So when when did the writing come into play then? Wow. If you did the, all the schooling, you I did know, the nursing, right? and you and started so working. When, when the, the funny th- thing is I've always been a storyteller though, uh-huh. you know, okay. so I was one of the kids where my mom was like, tell that story when, uh, uh, oh you know, to, in Come front on. of the friends. Come you know? on, man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so what happened was right. know, so I had to be the one like entertaining her friends. Like, tell the story. Tell it. Do it right. Do it right. So I've always just kind of been a storyteller. Yeah. Um, in high school, all my friends, we used to have like these books that we used to pass around and like write stories that we pass it off and each person would continue the story. That's and stuff. dope. Yeah. That's dope. But I never really took it serious Um, until probably um, – Dang, later in life, I just, in 2000, I think, I wrote Generational Curse. Yeah. Um, in 2000, I think, 10 or 12, around there somewhere, um, where I really wanted to put a story to paper. You know, I really mm-hmm. wanted to put this story about um, inspiring about inspiring my, my, my family, yeah. basically, um, but more so the story of my family and um and the curses involved in that and so and i and i was like you know what i just i gotta do something with this and so so what do you think the biggest curse was then um for my family it, we have a lot of women in our yeah. family so it was this perpetual cycle of like um you know giving birth early you know ch- uh, teenage pregnancies basically yeah, yeah um and so i wanted to break that curse you know mm-hmm. i wanted to be the different one i wanted to be the role model for my family um of course drugs we had mm. a lot of family members yeah. do- on drugs and yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. it affected and then just this whole um the void of not having a father in your lives mm. and um you know needing someone to love you um, and then that kind of turns into you kind of being this person of like always looking for somebody, always looking yeah, for a man's yeah, attention, yeah, always yeah, looking for, yeah. you know, so we see that a lot in our, our communities and even within my family too. So I just wanted to um, showcase that, you know, mm. and um, well, I know for my family and I feel like the curse was the, how would I even say it? Um, just accepting the circumstances. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Accepting where we are and just being, not even being fine, but just surviving there. Right. They, you know, super hard workers. They find exactly. a job, they pay the bills, but it was all about ain't nothing but the rent. Exactly. You know what I mean? Survival. Just trying to make it happen. And I don't think I can name anybody in my family that was well off enough to help somebody else. Exactly. Else if they asked. And and that's and that's really the the uh, focus of that book too. Mm-hmm. It's really about a teenage girl dealing with the curses um, of three different generations: her generation, her mom's, and then her great grandmother's. Yeah. But really, it's when somebody comes in to help you break those chains, right? Because mm-hmm. we live in these complacent boxes. Yeah. And like her counselor came in, which was actually my story of my counselors came in, uh, mentors, and said, hey, you don't have to accept this as your norm. You know that, right? And I'm just like, really? Mm. You know, I don't have to? Really? I have a choice in this, right? And so it was just a matter of me um, accepting that decision, like, okay, accepting that. Do you want to go left? Or you can stay right, and you can be complacent. You can live this life like everyone else. And so um, I chose differently because I just wanted something different. My mom was a big – she. She's never told me no as far as trying to do something. Right. I think that was her way to do it. She didn't necessarily tell me where I could go, but Mm -hmm. she never told me no 
yeah. and always supported me in everything mm -hmm. that I did. And I think that helped me to keep my options open, keep my eyes open, yeah. keep pushing higher and say, well, what all can I do? Right. What can I achieve? And mine was kind of like, it, it wasn't that she didn't say no. I think what we see in our community is that parents just don't know, yeah, you know? So right, like right. they, they don't even know how to direct their kids sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, and I think in our community it's like, oh, we just got to get them to graduate. We just got to get them to graduate. But we don't see life beyond that. You mm -hmm. know, we don't even know how to prepare them after that. Like, I didn't even know what a GPA was. You know, my mentor really? was like, your GPA is pretty good. Like, and I'm just like, what's that? You know, like. <laughs> you're just I'm, getting good grades. I'm just, just getting get good them. grades, you know. And she was like, you know, and you're one of the top students here, African-American students. And I was just like, really? I don't even know why. I don't, okay. What am I supposed to do with this, you know? Right. But, um. What I found was a lot of parents just don't know how to navigate their kids beyond that. Mm. Is so. it just because they weren't exposed to it? Exactly. They, they exactly. don't know. Exactly. Mm. You know, okay. because like you said, it was just about survival, That's you know, yeah. survival. Um, and then that displaces a lot of like, you know, encouraging your child to do this and do that and explore that um, yeah. because our parents missed out on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were too busy just raising us, making sure we had food to eat and make sure the lights were mm -hmm. on and things like that. So. You know, I don't, um, you know, I appreciate my mom for all that because she was definitely strong, showed us a lot. And, you know, I get a lot of um, who I am from her. But, again, she just didn't know. Right. She didn't know. And which I think is dope that you're writing a series with your daughter. Yeah. Because you are putting that into practice. Yes. Early on in life. Absolutely. So how old is she now? Um, well, the oldest is 10. She's about to be 11. Okay. And then um, the youngest is 2, going on 21. Oh so it, it's a battle. It's a battle. Oh, man. Yes, yes. But, um, yeah, I loved it, you know, and, and that's where – and I said so, – so I, so I started the writing, and my um, my daughter had a little project in school, you right, know. So right. I'm like, okay, cool. She wrote this little young author's book, and uh, it was fun. And I was like, you know what? We can turn this into something. Mm -hmm. And I and I'm a huge um, believer in just really uh, pu putting putting light into people and spreading that um, at a young age. And so yeah. just putting life in her, just speaking life into her. And so that's kind of what started the La La Ladybug series was. You know, you have the magic. Mm. It's in you. You know, so and you it's just in have her to. Shoes, right? Yeah, in it was in her shoes. She mm -hmm. actually did, mm -hmm. man, because her grandmother, man, bought her all types of shoes when she was little, and she used to have I these. Wish my grandma bought me <laughs> all types of shoes, <laughs> and they were spark like she's like she's the rhinestone queen. Yeah. So she used to deck them out, and they was shiny, and you couldn't tell my baby nothing. Like she was just walking she around was like. Doing you it. And we could not get rid of these shoes. She wanted to wear them everywhere. I mean, and it was just magical. Like, yeah. you know, these are mine. And, and so that's just kind of a spinoff of that. It's just like you have the magic. You know, whether mm. it's in your you think it's in your shoes right. or whatever to make you feel good about yourself, good, go for it. So what is the biggest takeaway you want her to get from writing a book and working this early at, on something like this? Oh, absolutely. Um, The biggest thing is really just I want her to just follow her own path, you mm. know, um, yeah. just – making she ha well, we we talk about this all the time it's just like in in everyday decisions is you have to make the decision you have to make the choice if right. you want to be great if you want to be good or complacent and all that stuff um that's that that's cool but yeah. if you want to be great at something you got to get out here and do it you know yeah. you got to get out here and do it um and i think she's she's starting to put that into place like she's already talking about how she wants to you know, open up her own bakery and like, you know, she's oh, even started her own book and, okay. you know, and just a lot of this creative, um, this innate creativity that's in her. That's and it's so just, it's, bl too. it's blossoming and it's awesome to see. I, I wish I had that at that age, at, yeah. at 10 or 11. If someone would sit down with me and work with me and, and push something on me, because even now I was thinking about it. I don't have a lot of people that try to show me how to mm. do something mm -hmm. like i don't have anybody rooting against me that's the right. i'm super blessed with all this hater talking all oh, that yeah, i don't yeah. have haters right right i have people that's rooting for me they doing you know they got my back but i don't necessarily have anyone that's pointing me the way right. so i'm constantly praying constantly asking yeah. god what should i do what's next yeah. and to have someone telling you at 11 
like these are these are a couple of things you can do. Yeah. If you like them, go ahead. Yeah. If not, then we can move on. We have yeah. a huge, we have a big thing too. Is that you know um, you know if you want to try something, you're gonna try it, yeah. but you're absolutely gonna finish it. Mm. So um, mm. you're I not like gonna that. quit. You're gonna be committed to that. I like that. And yeah. so um, yeah, and I, I just want her to know that early and I, exactly how you say it. Like you didn't have many. Yeah. But I was blessed. You know, um, I have a few significant people that really helped navigate my journey. Mm. Um, and I chose to listen. Really? You know, I chose to listen, and you know, I just want that for my kids too. That's so you know, dope. so I push the envelope with them. You know, just trying to navigate them. I don't want to necessarily direct them and tell them like, "This is what you have to do." But because they resent you, yeah, later exactly. If it don't Absolutely, work out. I want them to yeah. be their own. We say this all the time: like, be your own person. Yeah. Every day she yeah. goes to school, be your own person. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be influenced by a lot of these thugs out here. <laughs> <laughs> thugs get no love because they get no know. love. Okay, if y'all didn't know. <laughs> That's so funny. But it's so much influence actually with. The internet and with YouTube Absolutely. and with Instagram and people putting lives out that's not necessarily their mm-hmm. lives and putting expectations that's not theirs. How do you, how do you keep that in check nowadays? Because you you can't be with her all the time. You can't block mm-hmm. her from seeing certain things. It's gonna she's gonna see it. So yeah, and I think um, the best thing for us is just having like open communication. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something my mom had always uh, had with us. Like we were free to come to her and talk to her about anything, like yeah. anything. And I think because we were able to talk about it, I didn't have to go to the streets to learn about it. I didn't have to kind of um, do things in secrecy oh, and yeah. try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like we were able to talk about it. Um, and so we have a lot of tough conversations. We do, you know, even down from, um, you know, how to deal with friends in school, yeah. you know, and just really listening, you know, because as a kid, <laughs> you know, it's like either it's a dictatorship. Uh-huh. You're going to do what I tell you to do. But more so just having her have her own voice. And mm-hmm. I want her to be able to make those decisions on her own, too. Um, and I just kind of, you know, I'm in there and I'm planting the seeds of, okay, I challenge you to do this and I challenge you to do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody's not your friend. That's right. You know, and these are some things that That's you need right. to look at and value in people. And, you know, just little things like that. So I, th- I m- my hope is that, you know, as she gets older, you yeah. know, she and both of them, you know, just um, develop the youngest that is, more yeah, and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be your own person. Um, communicate. Um, and I think, you know, with all this mental health stuff going on, Which is um, so and dope I talk about it in my book. About. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you know, dope. I talk about in my book just how the importance of the mental stability in kids um, developing that early, you know, yeah. um, making sure they have a voice and being able to talk about a lot of these issues mm-hmm. so that they don't feel so um, in the dark. I you saw know? you talk about that at, towards the end, actually, and you were saying, um, I think your daughter was getting in trouble for something, and she didn't want to speak up because she thought if she spoke up, she'd just get in more trouble. Yes. And that clicked something in you once you realized yes. that. Speak on that a little bit. Yeah, because I just remember, um, like, I respected my mom, um, and we could we could come and talk to her about things, yeah. but again, you, you still have this fear, you know, this fear of, okay, I can't tell my mom that, or right. I can't tell my mom that, right. and I absolutely do not want that for my child, mm-hmm. you know, I absolutely do not want that um, to, to put her in a place where, like, she's scared of me, right. you know, or scared of a punishment, right, or scared right. that I may... Um, do something crazy to her. So, <laughs> um, never you know, I mean, no, I don't, no, I don't do beat that. her for yeah. real, for real. Right, but right, um, right. you know, I may do like a soft choke or something. Right. But I don't, I don't beat That's her for real. So you got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I got it. Look, if I needed look, you, I got it. Look, you get. <laughs> look, you never get too grown. Like, hey, you never get too grown. Right? I want to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just want you to feel that strength. That's right. right. But no. But no, like, you know, I think um, I, I, I don't ever want my child to be fearful like that. Yeah. And I think that is what's really going on in society today is like people are just scared. They're scared to speak out or they yeah. feel like someone doesn't understand, you know, what they're going it's through. And that's the biggest both. thing. You know definitely, what I mean? Because like, especially with being scared to speak out, you're yeah. scared of the repercussions. Exactly. Whether they warrant it or not, somebody's not going to like it. Exactly. Somebody's going to start a wave and then. Other mm-hmm. people are going to jump on it, mm-hmm. even if it don't affect them at all, mm-hmm. which is I hate that about the Internet. But the Internet gives so much to where it's a, a love hate yeah. thing is you got to yeah. be careful of you do of you both do. sides. You know, it just goes back to, to, to just knowing who you are, yeah. you know, and being true to yourself. Um, and for me, I feel like and a lot of my friend probably can t- can t- contest to that. Like I just been the same person, yeah. you know, I just been the same person for my whole life. And, uh, you know, I don't try to switch up because I want to be included in over here or right, there or right. there. Like, 
you just have to be content with who you are. Yep. And I think um, just establishing that early in a younger generation, um, like it's okay to be different. It's yeah. okay for you to just be you, Absolutely. you know, and fall in love with who you are. That's what's going to get you the farthest in, in the long Absolutely. run. That's Absolutely. That's going to pull your gift out. That's what's going to Absolutely. And you exactly. And that's, that's what I'm really seeing with her is yeah. that. Even I went to her, I met her teacher, and he was like, you know, I love, I love your daughter. Like, <laughs> she just so in love with her. Like, she just knows who she is, and she just takes pride in just being that's, black yeah. and being chocolate and just being, you know, that's like so this dope. this young that's, girl, that's of, so you know, of, of African American descent, and just she just, you know, she just love who she is. So, and that came <laughs> from her mom. Yeah, I try to, I try to, the, I do my all best. Right, that came from best. her mom <laughs> because kids, they, they, they watch their parents from what I. From yeah. what I've heard, I'm, I'm oh, not yeah. that, but yeah. from what I heard, they watch <clears throat> what their parents do and they mimic that. Absolutely. And if she see you being proud of your blackness, see yep. being proud of who you are, Absolutely. she's going to Im- imitate that and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's and awesome it, to hear that. Yeah, and establishing the teacher that. teacher saying that. Oh, yeah. I was just like elated. Like, wow. Okay. So that just made me feel good. You know, you That's have so those good. moments of like, am I doing this right? Like, I was just telling you, like, there's yeah. no roadmap to, there's no um, roadmap or blueprint to being a parent, yeah. but. You just think about the things that you wanted as a kid or things that you really want to, um, you know, uh, 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 put into your kids, like just different characteristics and things like that um, to make them a mentally stable, functional adult um, who's, you know, compassionate Mm -hmm. and humble and, you know, all that. So I try. I'm trying. I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) So then – after the generational curse, did you oh. write the two? You wrote the two. I books wrote the two. Yeah, while my while my daughter was in school, I wrote Lala Ladybug. Um, you know, just with her. Um, and then as I got older, I ended up uh, writing Exit Twenty Seven A. Exit Twenty Seven A. Exit Twenty Seven A. So, um, Exit Twenty Seven A is really just about. Um, I call it the love triangle between okay. love in your past. And choosing a new love in your future, right? Okay. So we all kind of get to this point where we we have to make a choice. Like, man, do I stay with the old, mm-hmm. or do I trust this new thing that's scary? And then also just being open to finding love in like the most craziest places, hmm. not um, having to be a part of the plan that you exactly. had walking in the door. You know, because I think as we get older, it's like. I'm going to have a kid at 27. Yeah. I'm going to find my prince at 31. <laughs> I'm going to have a baby at 32. Like, that's not going to happen, okay? Nah. <laughs> and, you know, you end up falling for um, the people who you just didn't expect for God to put in your life, right? Yeah. And um, so that's really what it's about. It's about a nurse who is um, trying to navigate that whole um, dating scene mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out, like, is it is it should i stay with the past you know and there was some good things there right or right. you know just find something new and exciting so, so and it's the it's probably the pool or the, the conflict between the the known and the unknown mm, mm-hmm, I, that fear. I, even though i know this part <coughs> is bad and this bad happens there are some good and this i do know this and i'm comfortable here and i know how Absolutely. to control this and it's easy to way. stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so easy to stay um complacent when you're just in something that's really comfortable. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, that whole fear of that unknown can really um one of my favorite quotes from a book was called, um, You hurt yourself more by keeping yourself from getting hurt. Mm. And so mm. so like it's that. like by that time as we get older, people are putting up their walls and they're like, I'm done with this. I ain't yeah. dating. I ain't never getting married. <laughs> Forget it, you know. And it's just like, but you but you may that's the I think that's the thing that's missing in dating now is everyone's so afraid to be vulnerable again. Yeah. You know, it's you gotta have to tear down some walls, maybe a little brick by brick, yeah. but and if you ever wanna find, you know, a soulmate or a true love, then you're gonna have to get up back to that place of vulnerability because yeah, you, really do. you gotta you gotta see each other uh, for who you are. I'm so glad I, I missed the whole Tinder and all that <laughs> way. I got with my lady like right before that came out, and I can't imagine having I'm telling all. Telling you, it's just, you don't know what to choose. You don't, it's and that's and that's crazy. Options, too many foods to choose from. It's just like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? And that's crazy because um, in, in, in Dirty 30s, we talk about, um, I interviewed a lot of women, yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. who are um, in their 30s or were in their 30s and they're now in their 40s. But just about some of, like, the horrors of, like, dating during mm. that time. And it was just like, 
this is all that's left for me. Like I have to deal with these crazies uh-huh. and these people with all uh-huh. these fetishes and like I what no no like my life is doomed. My life is doomed type stuff. But um, it's some it's some crazy funny stories. And I'm just like this is still going on in the 30s. No. So getting in getting into the oh, dirty shoot. 30s actually. <laughs> Y'all see the dirty 30s. <laughs> I, I saw the the first one of the first things I saw was. Uh, in reference to dating, there's a two-year-old rule with uh, someone having a child. Mm. What's this? I didn't know nothing about this. I, mean, I never had to deal with it, but I didn't. Okay, so, and, and, and ladies probably have their own kind of time frame. But yeah. for me, I just feel like, you know, um, within those first couple years, a child needs so much nurturing and attention from both parents, okay. you know, and so there's there's going to be a lot of interactions with yeah, the parents for and sure. stuff. So if you're dealing with somebody who um, has a child less than two years old, mm-hmm. I feel like it's still fresh, you know. I feel like too fresh. It's too, too fresh. Too, it's too mm, fresh. You're still changing diapers. Mm, you know what I'm saying? You ain't body trained yet. Somebody so still just might be a little bit dipping, dipping, dipping dabbing. dabbing mm, you know, and some yeah. and some guys still carry that. Like, oh, you know, that baby mama and women too. I'm not even yeah, gonna say the guys, yeah, yeah. but you know that that baby mama, baby daddy always have that special relationship. And I think a lot of that ties around that kid. You know, so the two year mark is is is. It was my rule, and it was a lot so of my friends' rule. So anyone with a two-year-old, if it's anything less, anything less than a two-year-old, we gonna hold off. You might want to hold off. Okay. You might want to hold I off. I ain't mad at that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad if, at if that. You, if you think about it. Yeah, it makes sense though. Yeah. If all about this, you was writing about uh, women aging. Oh in yeah. There. And you said uh, <laughs> if stretch marks, saggy nips, and fat turn you off, <laughs> grow the hell up. <laughs> Because Kendrick Lamar hit it. Like, yeah. I'm tired of the fake stuff. Like, you know, women have stretch marks. You know, um, you know, our, our, our nips are sagging now. You know, we have kids and our bodies aren't quite the same. And I think um, the realest women I know, you know, um, may not have the perfect bodies. You yeah. know, um, yeah. we don't. You know, we're strong. We have careers. We're doing great things. But um, for people to still be out here dating um, and looking at the physicality down to like I don't like a woman with stretch marks and stuff because it was crazy you know like you yeah. at, a, at a point I was on tinder and it was just like it was like a list of rules and things of just people rules just put, yeah people like put stuff on See, their page I know nothing about the app at all so you hipping me okay, to everything so you yeah. go on there and you put the profile up and a lot of people I felt like <clears throat> it was just like this list of demands you yeah. know as opposed to like this is who I am this is what I enjoy. You know, it was like, you can't have stretch marks. <laughs> oh. You can't be black. Like, you yeah. can't be. And I'm just like, Lee. am I, is this, is this real? Is I'm this so real glad life? I yeah. missed that so phase. Even down to the women, too. Like, I can't deal with this and I can't deal with that. <laughs> and I'm just like, ugh. Like, I wouldn't mm. want to talk to you. You right, know, so. Right. Instead of putting this list of demands, how about you just say a little bit about yourself? And some people don't even put anything. It's like, so you want me to swipe right but you have nothing on your post here about who you about are you. like who are you is this even a real picture you know? <laughs> so <laughs> have you been catfished i have not been no catfished, <laughs> but i have a lot of friends who've been hatfished okay it's uh, a different thing oh now yeah. you, you talked about that go, i'll You're let you hat. i'll let you go ahead and jump yeah. into the hat fish go, break down the hat fish hat fish you know mm-hmm. so ladies you have to be prepared hat for fish. this you hat fishing mm. and uh my beautician <laughs> was telling me about it like you know a lot of people being hat fish too i said girl you right the guys wear their hats really low <laughs> you know in every picture they got a hat on you know trying to look cute cute sexy or whatever and then you see them, and then the hairline is way back here. Oh, they don't have eyebrows. My cousin said she was dating a guy who would wear his hat so low that, you know, she really couldn't see his eyebrows a lot. Didn't you know? even know. She said he took it off, and he had no eyebrows. None. He had, like, a rare condition where, like, he had yeah. eyebrows. And I'm just like, That's, I don't yeah, even I know. about that. But I, but I don't even know how I would react. Like, you I'll take your hat off. about that. Exactly. I feel like that would make me dope. There's like, no honesty. I, like, yeah, why are you tricking me? Yeah. Why are you tricking me? So it was either a hat or a bandana. So people are out here getting hat fish. It's a lot of things that are going on. That, that That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. So in this book, I talk about <laughs> some of the rules. Like, bro, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot do these things. Stop. Mm. Stop. You're scaring us. Okay? You stop. You know? Stop doing these things. So. You, and you said something dope right after that about the 
talking about the stretch marks and accepting it, mm-hmm. you said desperately fall in love with your soul within. Yeah, absolutely. Speak on that as far as the mental, the mental growth and the mental benefits from doing that, and then give some give the people one way they can start doing that. Okay. Um. Well, really, you know, I think, and that piece was for the women, you yeah. know, so it broke it down like, men, please stop this. Desperately but women, fall in love with your with the soul. Yeah, within. you have yeah. to fall in love with your soul, yeah. and I think, um. That really starts with a woman um, being alone. Mm. I feel like um, quiet the noise. Yeah, you have to. You have to. So I think the moment I'm just gonna use myself as an example. Yeah. You know, the moment I fell in love with myself is when I dated myself okay. for about seven months. Yeah, you know, I wasn't talking to anybody and I was just alone and just really trying to figure out who I was and, you know, trying to get away from, like, we do have all these insecurities. Like, women always yeah, carry yeah, their yeah, insecurities yeah. on their shoulders, but more so just, like, dealing with, you know, deep past issues and mm-hmm. healing from past hurts and, um, you know, maybe going to therapy, you know, taking care of yourself, um, start exercising. Man, therapy is very big. Man. Very big. Man. I, I've never done it, but I'm, yeah. I'm open. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. definitely open to absolutely. it. Yeah. So I just – um for that piece, I just feel like the moment a woman falls in love with who she is down to the soul of who she is, mm-hmm. like your worth and value, like it beams and shines so bright. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, then other people are drawn to you. Like, you know, um, you know, not just men, but friends and people. They're just like, man, you know, I noticed that you're just beaming today or you're yeah. glowing. Yeah, like, yeah, because, yeah. because when you fall in love with yourself, oh man, it's just, like, it's a you're whole another level. You're not looking to the outside you're for any not. validation. Any any affirmations, anything that'll tell you who you are. Right. And right. I think and that's one of the things my wife told me when we first got together. She said that I knew who I was. Mm. And that drew her to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. And, that, and, yeah. That, and that could be the missing key, you know, with a lot of people. I think a lot of people end up in these relationships and they are they they come into the relationships broken mm-hmm. or you and know, they expect somebody accept, else to fix yeah, them. Yeah, expect yep. somebody to fix them. Yep. So I just feel like um and, and it's scary being alone. It's scary being alone. Mm. And um, I think that What's people the, don't want to deal with that. What is the fear in that? That that you would have to deal with yourself. Mm. That you would have mm. to deal with yourself. Mm. And I think people are scared to do that. People are scared to look at themselves and say, this is what I got going on. This, this is what is, I'm not good this at. Is not, this is not what mm. I'm not good at. This is where I'm hurting. Yeah. This is where my insecurities are. And really just dissecting that and saying, okay, where does this come from? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I know that I get this, you know, this control inside from my mom. Or I know that this void in my heart was of wanting love was from my daddy missing. Yeah. And have I acknowledged that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or am I just going to keep carrying this burden? And just pretending like, and it's, pretend not like it's not there. And then into further relationships. Now, my, <laughs> my, my marriage is messed up and now my kids are jacked up because mm-hmm. I don't even know how to love them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It, it carries so it carries on so much longer when we just don't want to deal with it. And I think it truly just starts be alone with yourself. It was a time where, um, and really in in college, yeah. I was an RA, right? And one of the uh, things that we did was they made us sit in a room for twenty four hours by ourselves. And it was really a time they said, you know, to be alone with God and stuff. But really, yeah. it was a time of solitude for me. And this is really how I started to get into like meditation more. Um, of just like, just just dissecting myself, yeah. you know, looking at areas of like me where I just feel like, okay, there's some hurt here, there's some of that. So I went and had conversations with those people. Mm-hmm. I went and had conversations with my mom. I went and had conversations with my dad. Did that come from being in the room that night? It did. And then um, I then I almost I, I automatically grew this um, love and appreciate for my mom because I was yeah. I was so mad at her for a lot of things, but that were not even her fault or out of her control. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, wow. Now that I know this truly was going on, yeah. you know, I can empty myself of this that I was carrying for years. You so know what I'm saying? And we do that a lot. Yeah, we Especially carry as it kids so long. growing up, we don't have the full story. Yes, so we, we, we don't. Fill in the pieces that we Absolutely. feel and that fits our anger. Absolutely. And then we keep it. Yeah. And then just being being able to address it yeah. and then letting it go. That's big. That's what we really don't do, right? Yeah, we want right. to hold on to it. Like, okay, I, I, I discussed it, but I'm still mad. Uh-huh. And, I'm still, <laughs> and I'm just like, man, you know how much weight that stuff holds? Yeah, like, man. so, and I had deep conversation with my dad, too. Like, dad, I hated you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where were you? Yeah. You know? And so it was some things that I know I, I knew that I had to do in order to, um, 
you know, fall in love with myself again and, and heal myself. Mm. So, yeah. That's dope. <laughs> that's, that's dope. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And then even after you start talking about that, you start talking about women getting back into the dating scene. Yeah. But then you said to speak up and just say, I'm not that into you. Yes. Talk on that oh. with what, what, what some women do, <laughs> and maybe we can help some of the ladies out there Let me help y'all to out. avoid some things. Let me help it, y'all you know out. what I mean? No, I, what I came across is, you know, just, you know, girl talk and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. and again, interviewing these women, and I just say, like, well, why didn't you tell them? <laughs> you know, why didn't you speak up and say, I don't like you? I don't like you. And I think because women are such nurturers, and we hate, we hate, um, we the conflict? hate, yeah, we or, hate conflict. Or being the cause of, and just hurting somebody's feelings yeah, and things like yeah. that. And I think on the other side, men are the same way too. Like they don't like to tell women, like I'm not into you either. Yeah. But I think for women, I feel like, come on, like we have to do better at telling men that, like, hey, it ain't working, bro. Yeah. And just being honest across the board. This ain't mm. that. It ain't working. It wasn't good. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Just, but just being honest just being and transparent. Real about it. Yeah. I think transparency is definitely missing um, because we, everybody's so fearful, like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings and things like that. But it's okay because how else are we supposed to grow and know yeah. um, ourselves if people are not challenging us and telling True. us, you know, about ourselves? Mm. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I've been an athlete, so I'm yeah. used to coaches yelling at me like, "You suck," and you know, <laughs> you need to get your butt down this floor. And so I can take criticism, but a lot of grown people just can't take criticism, mm. you know, healthy criticism. Yeah. And I think. Especially for my friends, they know that I, you know, I'm gonna tell them the truth. Like, so you've always had I've your voice. Always you. tell I'm a t- I'm always gonna tell them the real mm. girl. Run, <laughs> like you know, I'm just gonna tell them the truth. And I think um, they should appreciate that. I would. Oh yeah, I would. oh yeah. And I think all f- I mean, all people should just be honest with anybody. I'm honest with everybody, and I think sometimes too brutally honest. Mm. But um, the women, you know, we we carry that power to just be able to tell because what's happening is we don't tell a lot of these men these things. Mm-hmm. And so their egos are boosted and thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 bro. <laughs> You're not it. That's okay? not it. <laughs> you suck at this. You suck at that. You you have <laughs> issues. Like, people need to know. Like, mm-hmm. you, you may want to deal with that issue. You know, I feel this is, you know. And it's how you say it, too. I'm not, yeah. I'm not man bashing. For sure. By any for means, sure. But I'm just saying, as we get older and we call ourselves grown adults, we yeah. should be able to have grown conversations. Okay. Well, speaking of grown adults. <laughs> I hear you uh, might have took a road trip with two of your friends, grown adults, and uh, y'all might have walked into a, a, a robbery or oh a play robbery. Oh, my gosh. Well, yes. Is, Who's feeding you this information? I don't know. I just read something. We almost on, died. On yes. <laughs> um, yes. We almost died, and it was amazing. No, it wasn't amazing. But um, <laughs> we were... <laughs> We were in the South, you know, going to Zaxby's, one of my favorite places in the South. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm not. Um, but they just have really good chicken. Ooh, and it okay. was, it's just really good. It's a really good spot. Like Can't season be mad on at point. A good chicken spot now. Man, like Can't Zach's. Be. I'm like, man, as soon as I hit Atlanta, I'm always at the Zach's, right? Okay. Um, so we go in, parking lot's kind of empty, you know, and we're just excited. You know, we're out of town, mm-hmm. so we're excited. We go in, and it was a police car sitting, you know, in the front, but we didn't think anything of yeah, it. Yeah, he probably getting chicken. He too. didn't even. Yeah, he probably getting chicken too. So we go <laughs> in, we go to the counter. Can I um get a um number um you know put our order in? <laughs> and so um the police like rushes in, and he's like, whoa, 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 y'all can't be in here, y'all can't be in here. We like, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> Wait a minute, we can't order no chicken. Like, right. what's the problem? He was like. I guess there there was supposed to be a robbery going on here, and we just like walk right into it. Oh my! Like goodness. yeah, can I get that number two oh with the goodness. with the spice? Just like, oblivious, it, it no was awareness. So bad. It was so bad, and he was he, like, "You guys could have died." Like he just went in on us. He like should've. there was nobody at the door saying, "Hey, don't come in." There was nobody <laughs> saying. Oh, you want the robbery? Red to tapes. You know what I'm saying? There's no news outside. We like coming in to get some chicken. So he was so mad at us. He was like, "We're gonna, you guys need to get outside." And I'm like, "Can I get my chicken first though?" Like I put my order in. <laughs> And even I'll the tell um, you, but boy, black folk, boy, they gonna get that food first. Look, I'm here for you. If you're not willing to that. die for it, it ain't uh, good, you know. Well, so, yeah, that was so funny. We were like, we almost died for some chicken. What was it though? What it turned out to be? It was um, it was a false alarm, I think. But oh, um, oh, wow. they hadn't even gone in yet. The police hadn't even gone in to, you know, they just somebody <laughs> fired the alarm. 
and then um, mistakenly fired the alarm. Oh, my And goodness. then they were just, he was just outside chilling. Like, I, I was just like, well, get on your job. Because right, right. Because something really would have happened to us, it would have been your fault. You just sit in your car. Hey. You saw us walking in, skipping hey. in. Like, you know, we doing a chicken skip hey. on the way in. <laughs> like, so he was just chilling. So, yeah, it was it was so funny. It, I mean, it was great. funny afterwards. But, right. you know, at the time we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the people at the counter, like, they didn't even know what was going on. They were like, what? What's, you know, the police came in, like, where's the man? Uh, That's crazy. It was so fun, though. Yeah, I'm going to need y'all to, to be <sighs> eyes up. I know. Okay, I next know. time. Every time we go now, we're like, let's stick out the parking lot. Is there <laughs> any cops? Is there anything that we need to be, you know, right. warranted of? Yeah, so. So, dope part of your book that I definitely enjoyed was the tuna moments. <sighs> the tuna moments. And one part that I put down, it says, self-love is the antidote to to an identity crisis it is speak on self-love and what that looks like to you yeah and it just it just goes back to just what we were just talking about yeah. um, really just uh being alone mm. figuring out who you are yeah. really um i feel like in interviewing a lot of these women um and, and my simple question was who are who did you find yourself after you know having a kid and a lot of people are like no i don't even know who i am anymore because mm. we get so consumed with all these different roles right and i'm and i'm speaking to women because we carry so many right yeah yeah and um and you know not to say that men don't either but i feel like for us we c- we get so consumed with you know kids careers you know marriages relationships and all that that we we almost get we almost forget who we are yeah. so um I feel like it goes back to first being alone, mm-hmm. identifying like who 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 am I, you know, and then not losing yourself in that, you know, yeah. um, and not putting your 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 purposes on pause because you have to do X Y Z over here. Right, right. And I say that because, um, you know, that the identity crisis. I feel like there are people who are forty, fifty years old who still don't know who still they don't are. Know themselves. They don't know who they are. And mm. I feel like it goes right back to being alone yeah. and taking that time out to do so, right? Because it's so easy to get distracted. 100%. It's so easy to fall into these different relationships or different things that's going on. And we just forget who we are, you know, the core of who we are. You yeah. know, if someone were to ask you, who is Jarvis right now? You know, who is Tisney right now? Yeah. You know, and it, it took me to sit down and be like, okay, not what do you do? You know, Which not what, what are your roles? Because that's what oh, people I'm identify mother, with. I'm yeah. a nurse. Yeah. I'm this. No, yeah. who is Tissy? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Are you able to give me three things right now to say yeah. this is who Tissy is? Do you mm. know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm a, um, I'm a creator. Yeah. I'm a, you know, and I had to like really figure out who I was. And you had you know? to really do the homework. And you had to do the homework yeah. on your on your damn self. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's necessary. It's necessary for us to fall in love who we for us to fall in love with who we are so that, you know, we can live fuller. You know, yeah. you become full when you know who you are. Um, and then you, I feel like your purpose falls into that, you mm-hmm. know, because pe- people put their purpose on pause. I always say that. Stop putting your purpose on pause. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I and think. I know you, and you also spoke about obtaining that self-love, mm-hmm. but then it would be certain points in lives to where you kind of lose it. Yeah. You spoke, ab- and one part you put, you said, uh, here I was all in love with myself, but still hiding. Mm-hmm. You were talking about after having yeah. your babies. Yeah. Speak on that. What are your thoughts or what feelings did you have in those moments? <sighs> I think pregnancy is a hard one because, yeah. um, you know, a lot of women in, I just talked about it, uh, even in that rebirth part where my, my doula, she was saying, that you know you almost die and become a whole new person right mm-hmm. um but then again you you lose yourself in that too yeah and it's like i've always been kind of confident you know who yeah. i was and stuff yeah, but again yeah. at the root of it i didn't i still didn't know who i was you know but and then you then you pile on kids in that so i pile <laughs> on the kids and you're like okay now i gotta worry about this one and this one right but then it's just like but who am i you know why why do I feel so like alone and yeah, lost and yeah, yeah. confused and um, what is missing? And I think a lot of that is because who I was was put on pause because I'm taking care of everybody else around mm, me, right? And we forget sense. we forget about ourselves that so easily sense. because I think women are naturally selfless. Mm-hmm. Um, we we tend to be nurturers and we tend to put people before us very easily yeah. you know yeah. because that's just it's, it's 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 in us to do that right 
but um but then we forget who we are and then we start to start we begin to feel those things like that loneliness and that depression and um all those things that come with all these different roles um and i think that's because you know we're not living our true selves you know um and so i had to i had to figure out a way for me to uh make to be happy you know to uh fulfill my purpose and feel full you know we're Mm. living these lives but we're still empty right you know you feel like i have all these things but why do i still feel empty um and i think because we get we get too far away from that so so what i started to do was um spend an hour a day dedicated to myself Mm. um falling in love with myself taking care of myself you know whether it be going to the gym whether it be journaling meditating but this is my this is my time yeah you know to build you to to refill my you know my tank yeah um and making sure that I'm still me and I'm feeling full and I, you know, I want to enjoy this life. I don't want to, I don't want to be like, okay, once my kids get older, (laughs) then I can, you know, um, and I talk to my daughter about that all the time, you know, like I need to feel my purpose too. Like I can't just raise y'all and forget about what I'm doing, you know, so I want to do, you know, my dreams. So that's interesting because I did write that one down that you said, um, the day you give birth, is the day you die mm-hmm. you come back a different person and your name is mom yes but then the hour that you are taking for yourself yeah now is that you before or is that you is that mom plus that's mom new? plus yeah okay. that's the new that's the new and that that concept came from i call it my spiritual advisor slash doula yeah um and she was like yeah you know you know you die and you do become a different person and and that and that sense of like that like the selflessness right, that I was right, talking about right. because you know once you have kids it's automatic you don't yeah. it's there first right yeah, and yeah. so um, you naturally just move in that motion and again you you become lost easily <laughs> you know so um, but it's it's a good it's a good rebirth um, in a sense and you know again like we were discussing like kids teach you so much about yourself mm-hmm. you'd be like dang i ain't know that about myself <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know you know, like they'll check you in a minute you be like what really? i'm excited I'm, I'm excited to get there you, I'm, I'm we we, we praying job. about it yeah. we staying strong in it and staying in faith in it yeah. and we, we're excited to do it yeah there's gonna definitely be some times you be like what did i sign up right. for <laughs> what 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 was i <laughs> take them lord take them somebody <laughs> anybody can watch them um so yeah there's definitely time but i think yeah. um you're, you're gonna absolutely love it. Like I said, it's a it's a euphoric feeling when they first come into the world, and it's just like this is me, this yeah. is my little self. And again, it's so it's so overwhelmingly um, unconditional that again you just want to do everything yeah. for them, right? You know, and it's so easy to be like it's so easy to say, you know, where is Tiffany? Because <laughs> because you know because it's all about your babies and um. And I saw that you spoke on early on having the baby that you didn't give your full heart to mm. being the mother yes and then your sister hit you with a line she said she's here she's not going anywhere so be her mother right right what were those conflicts that you were having in your mind wow um so my sister had to check me because um growing up i just didn't really want kids yeah. you know i didn't yeah, want yeah, kids yeah. it was a battle i in my mind, I was on this journey like, okay, this is what I'm like. We talk about this is the plan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to mm-hmm. be this, you know. And, of course, you know, God has a different path for you, right? And so I just, I I couldn't do the alternative, but I said, you know, I'm going to have this kid. But I really didn't want to be a mother, you know. Yeah. And, I, and to this day, I, I wouldn't say I'm not super motherly. <laughs> 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 I'm not one of those, you know. And this lady at the basketball game was like, you're not a coddler, are you? Okay. I said, no, uh, I'm not. <laughs> we don't do coddling in this family. But uh, you <laughs> you at get up, get up. Oh, um, I'd probably be the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just teaching that. Mm. Like, come on, get up. You, know, <laughs> you can be strong. You're stronger than that. But, yeah, um, yeah I definitely didn't want to be I – did, I didn't want to be a mother at the time, you know. And I, I, I accept the responsibility, which I think a lot of people do. You accept the responsibility. Yeah. But uh, are you truly present? Right. And I, and right. I really wasn't present. And um, I was in school the first couple years of her life in nursing school for the first two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I really had to deal with her because it was yeah. like, okay, now it's me and her. Now you're here, and yeah. I was so busy surviving, right? Mm-hmm. I was so busy making sure that she had this and that and this and that and this and that. And I forgot that um, this role of motherhood is yeah. being a mother, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that kind of comes with a lot of stuff like 
saying I love you and uh, affection and just all that. And you talked about that, that you didn't get a lot of that growing up. I didn't. So you didn't didn't. have that example. I didn't. And so very little of it. And so to the point where I even questioned, like, does anybody love me? Like, dang, Mm. you know, Um, seeing it all around you and you're just feeling alone in that. And so didn't really know how to um, kind of exert that at all. Um, Not super affectionate. and so I wanted to be different, though. Yeah. And so yeah. when she said that, it just really struck me. And I'm just like, dang, like, <laughs> I'm, what am I doing? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I want to be, I don't want her to have the same experience as I had. Like, I don't want her to, um, you know, feel the same hurts that I felt. So yeah. how am I going to do this different? What different approach am I going to take trying to be a mother right. to her? You know, right. not just a, a supporter. Um, you know, making sure that she has all these essentials, but you know, how am I going to show her what a mother figure is supposed to be? So, mm. um, had to change my whole roadmap, you know, making sure that we, we saying I love you all the time. And yeah. she knows I hate it. Like I hate that she has to kiss me every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. like, like, don't touch my face. Ooh. Okay. I love you too. <laughs> back up, back up here in my space. Um, you know, the, the cuddling, you yeah. know, can I get some leg at least, you know, yeah, like just yeah, get, yeah. Get, get, get the pinky toe. That's oh, it. You that's know? It. So it, it, it made me come out of my comfort zone. Oh, my know? wife is a cuddler. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Threw me in the <laughs> I'll be laying there hot. I'm yeah. like, baby, I'm can hot. It, can you just give me a little I'm leg? I'm hot. And she's, she's like, all right, you ready? You ready? You ready? And then she throw a whole leg. Oh, oh, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be worse with the kids, too, you know, because it's like they're little monkeys and they just cling to you and stuff. And yeah. You have those moments like, yes, I love you, but I need you to just go on over there, go on over there, <laughs> um, you know, and separate yourself. But I think what it does is really teach these these kids and my daughter too that this is how you appropriate love somebody this is how you demonstrate that um and this is what you should be looking for when you find a mate or Mm -hmm. you know um, when you grow up or a husband or whatever so um i'm glad that you know i came out of my little box and was like okay this is how we're gonna do this differently and it's Um, interesting (laughs) though because you talked about and this was so dope to me because I'm big with positive perspective okay. in life. So you talked about how your kids joke on you and they'll, like, pick at you. And if, oh if your gosh. butt cracks on, oh they'll gosh. slide their finger oh in. Oh, my gosh. She and still you, does that. <laughs> but you said it, it, it's funny. It makes you laugh, but it, it's it's annoying to you. Oh, yeah. But then you went and worked for a uh, a young boy. Yes. Talk about that. You doing home care for the kid. Yeah. And so, it kind yeah, of brought so, another perspective so for I you. Did I do um, home care. So it's it's a lot of times where, just going back to that, like there's a lot of times where your kid is just irking you and you yeah. just feel like, and I had a lot of tough conversations with friends where you just feel so overwhelmed as mm-hmm. a parent. Even if you have a single parent, both parents, it's just overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but, and, but you do have to change that perspective. And my perspective was changed when I started working in home health um, and I was uh, watching this watching this little or taking care of this little boy who was on a ventilator Mm -hmm. you know he can't speak you know he can't breathe on his own he's nonverbal, um and he's just like this frail little being Mm. you know um and he you know he excited when he like blinks his eyes and things like that and it's just like this little boy can't even like do anything um can't express his love can't say anything and his mom is just I mean, she cuddles him and she kisses him and she just like, like he's the best thing in the world. And I'm just like, I don't even know how I would be in this situation. It's yeah. a very, very tough, tough situation. Um, and not only that, she had another kid who's, um, who's a trait kid yeah. that is in a, is in a different home, but two kids with s- kind of similar conditions. And I'm just like, you have to be grateful. You know, you have to be grateful that your kids are healthy enough yeah. to put their finger in your crack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Healthy enough that's to tell r- you about but yourself. That's like, real mom, though. you are ashy. Mom, yeah. your hair, what's going on? Mom, you know, and I'm just like, can you not just stop, tell me about myself? That's so um, real though. But healthy enough to verbalize that I love you. Healthy enough to perk their lips and give you that wet kiss on your face. Yeah. And so um, I am so much more appreciative and accepting of, you know, of, of them doing that. Even the little one, you know. Yeah. Just making sure that she knows. Tell me I love you. I love you. You know, making sure she knows early on. So, um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be times you're gonna be like, look, kid, look. <laughs> I don't know where you came from, but you need to. But you keep that perspective though. Oh yeah, you and do. that's what I like to t- push on people is, whatever you think is tough for you is somebody has it worse. Exactly. Somebody's going through a tougher. So even if you don't feel like doing something exactly. in that moment, realize 
since you have the ability to do it, mm-hmm. you should do it. Absolutely. And yeah. it's, it's truly until we, like, really see it. You may see these stories on Facebook yeah. and things like that. But when you're truly in it and you really, truly see it for mm-hmm. yourself, you're like, I have to change my perspective. Yeah. I have yeah. to humble myself. I have to, um, you know, be s- extremely just grateful for where I'm at and my possibilities. It's funny because um, I, I my friend had gave me um, – um, this this bracelet and it it was you know it had a pine cone on it yeah and I'm just like what the heck is this <laughs> <laughs> you know you think of a pine cone and it's very ig- insignificant and it you know it's nothing um but then you you realize how much um how powerful it is like a yeah. pine cone one pine cone has enough potential to harvest and cultivate an entire rainforest and so really? yeah huh. and so just and she was just like. You know, you have to realize and be grateful for your little pine cones yeah. <laughs> and what, you know, what you have and what you can do in this world, you know. That's and I dope. was just like blown away. That's and I was dope. just like, I love this bracelet. I know, and right? I was like, <laughs> to the point it was like turning colors. And I was just like, and I ended up just getting a little small tattoo of it just to yeah. remind myself that I need those reminders of, you know, the humility and yeah. the love and the perspectives of you know, where I'm at and what I should be grateful for and things like that. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So which so I'm I'm one of the creators to where I go from corporate to creator every day too. Okay. I do my day job, yep. you know, practical, pay the bills, do all that. But then when I'm after work, I'm building. I'm right. working on the brand because the goal is for the creative to take you away from corporate. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So but what a lot of people and what I didn't realize was I was so on the creative side to where I wasn't being practical at all. Mm. I wasn't working a, a good enough job to pay any bills. I was, <laughs> you know what I mean. My lady had to look at me sideways, like, right, "Hey, pimp, slow down, I bro. get that you want to do this, <laughs> but you, we need you to make some money." But tell tell some of the people that may be out there with that mindset of, "I just want to be creative. I got to do my thing." What have you learned from the corporate environment that has helped you in your creative? Mm-hmm. That's along with the the being humble and understanding the perspective of you know, what life gives you. What else have you learned from the corporate environment that will build you oh, in your creative? would be uh, trust the process, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything's going to happen in um, its own time. That's a big one. Right? That and is so, a big one for real. Um, obviously, consistency yeah. um, is key. Um, and then, let me see, what else from the corporate side? Yeah. Um, just really how to handle business, you know, mm. um, professionally yeah. and um, and not letting that ratchetness kind of come in <laughs> when but you're dealing have, with. <laughs> but still having it there. Yeah. But just <laughs> flipping it yeah, to where that, it don't yeah, sound turn it like, over, it, like but, it. Turn it over. Because but when you're out here being creative, you're dealing with a lot of folks. Um, yeah. Who are just trying to, and especially like in this Instagram world where everybody is a life coach and everybody's a, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be so just mad everything, about that. you everybody know, everybody throwing names out and exactly. they ain't even and really, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm this and I'm that, and I'm like mm, not really, but but just you know just how to handle your business, you yeah. know how to handle professionally. Um, I just had an incident with a friend who had you know an incident where he had to handle it professionally. He was like, you know what, I'm not even gonna handle it in that type of manner. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm mean, just how I'm gonna approach it, right? Yeah. So I feel like that that definitely carries the weight, um, weight a lot when you when you're trying to do it um, on the creative side, um, because essentially it is a business. Right. You want to carry it like right. a business. Absolutely, um, you have to. Yeah, and so and that's I feel like you'll begin to build your network of trusted relationships if you you know handle yourself accordingly, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and then even <laughs> even put <laughs> even down to putting yourself on a budget, right? Yeah. Because I've I've been there too, where I'm just like I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And I'm all over the place, yeah. and I'm just like okay, okay, okay. So down you know this is this is your budget each month yeah. to kind of work toward what you want and just laying out the plan you Super have laid important. out the plan you know p- Super pull important. out the excel sheet and <laughs> you have to work it like a business so so what does success look like for you then in the creative wow ultimately i feel like um i'm tapping into the film stuff okay um so nice. just did a short film for a uh, generational curse All which right. i'm excited about yeah um that's super dope. i mean when i tell you i was on the set and i just fell in love with the whole process i mean i, I was tired as a dog oh yeah okay? it's long hours i mean long, long hours, hours but by the end it just felt so good to walk in my purpose like it just yeah. felt so full and so good to be like 
I did that, you know, That's and dope. I feel and I feel like I was in my element, you know, so mm. um, definitely want to tap into more of that. Um, so I got a couple short films that I've written um, and look to kind of bring those more to life. Um, I definitely want to continue to write, you yeah, know, I have yeah. so many stories in my head, so many, so many, so many. <laughs> yeah, you um, say you got three books in the, in the yeah, oven, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and okay. I'm trying to switch off on how to work. People want um, a spinoff on uh, Generational Curse, okay. so, but uh, what I'm going to do is just do Bobby Jean's story, which is one of the main characters, mm-hmm. and just kind of tell more about her life. Um, a couple other books about um, the social worker system in the uh, high schools, yeah, so just yeah. kind of shedding light on that a little bit. Um, and then this other one is called, um, taxi. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was in New York and, uh, my friend was like sending me home and she was like, you can't take this regular taxi, but you could take this dollar cab thing. And I was just like, what? It was before Ubers. It was like before okay. Ubers. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. And I'm here. I am in this dollar cab, and what it is, it's like this town car. Okay. It's it's kind of official, but not official. So like they don't have like name <laughs> badges sketchy, and stuff. It was yeah, very sketchy. Yeah. He opens the trunk, <laughs> and there's like a dead body probably was in there, uh, and I was like, bro, you about to send me with this dude? <laughs> you know? And I was like, why am I getting? On? But I had to get home, right? Yeah. So. Uh, it's just my experience <laughs> on the dangers. <laughs> and I, in my mind, I'm like, they're going to take me. I, I'm driving like, I don't even know where I'm going. Yeah. Like, you're about to kill me. You know, oh so gosh. it's just going to be kind of a, a, a spinoff of that um, from that experience. But but again, just so many stories. But ultimately, um, I would just love to be a part of a writing team for yeah. a show or, yeah. um, you know, uh, a movie or That'd something like dope. that. So, uh, but again, you have that the security side so you can't move as fast as you want to and right. jump into things because Especially obviously resp- responsibility responsibilities yeah. right so um yeah so just start a network do you have like any writing mentors or any anyone's work that you look up to um yeah i mean from the from the industry side i think yeah. i have a mentor his name is chad um he's been teaching me a lot about the film stuff i'm nice. um, just working with some really dope people um, in that space, um, far as writing, I was just a big um, uh, Sister Soldier and uh, okay. Jerome Dickey yeah, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Carl yeah. Weber fan back then, yeah. and I still am. Yeah. You know, I still am, but I still, uh, I, I still, you know, I can get down with some Francine Rivers, um, you know, whoever. I'm right now. I'm reading Michelle Obama's Becoming. Yeah, um, I started it. I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not that far through. I think I'm right coming out of her childhood. Is where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too, me yeah. Too. So you know, just. Just so, so I'm always looking for different um, people to read. I don't necessarily say I have one that's greater than the other, but yeah. I just love good stories. That's awesome. I just I want you know I love reading. So um, anything I can get my hands on, we bought the uh, Black Girls Rock book. Um, okay. So Sanaya's been reading that with um, yeah. with me and just learning more about that. Um, so yeah, you know anywhere anywhere I can get it, you know. All right. <laughs> well. This is the last part of the interview. This is the first time I'm doing this. I normally don't do the five question joint, but I want to add that in because okay. I like the I like the concept of okay. it. So, five quick questions. Um, you don't have to go super deep in it if All you right. don't want to, but we just want to hear your truth on it. Okay. All right. So, first question: Selfishly, mm-hmm. what's important to you? Selfishly, what's important to me is food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Straight up. Um, because I'm, I'm greedy. Okay. <laughs> Favorite food, real quick. That's not on the list. Favorite food? Yeah. Ooh, shut up. Connect with them. Uh, I like me some cabbage, and I love me some. <laughs> Out of all the foods in the world, yes. you go cabbage. Yes. It used to be like I'm a big chicken and meat eater, but I, I, I Pizza, went. Pizza, burrito. Went no, no, no. I would say cabbage. Um, Next probably be like tacos or something. Yeah. But I'm a big, I can eat cabbage every day. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that my, before. My sister makes a good cabbage, um, and it's bomb. Okay. You know, I, I can't really cook it. Sh- I can't cook it to where like she does. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I try, but yeah, cabbage. It's your I truth. Smack some cabbage. You got. All right. So I know being great comes at a cost. So what mm. has it cost you? Man, it really just man, it's it's cost me my life really because yeah. I feel like. Um, a lot of sacrificing early. It's gonna, it's gonna yeah. cost like a lot of sacrificing of um, putting my deep desires um, on hold to make sure that I was secure, mm-hmm. make sure I'm taking care of my babies, That's and right. you know, getting my career started um, so that I can take care of them and move freely and stuff. Um, 
So yeah, I had to put them all that on hold just to kind of be great in these moments. Cost you being you for a yeah, minute. I did. Mm. <laughs> What's something small that bothers you? Something small that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are running down the list. No, no. I'm like, like which, which one, one do you want? Um, when you don't put tissue on the hook, you know, tissue paper on yeah. the thing. Like when you just when it's empty. When it's empty, like you'll leave the empty tissue paper there, yeah. but then you open a brand new one and just set it next to it. <laughs> How, bro? I, I can How, see bro? That. How? Mom, like, why you do that? My mom japped on us over toilet oh paper one time, and it wasn't even about toilet paper, but that's what it was. That's what that's it what turned out to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Toilet paper. Just, it's, it's <laughs> it's just so annoying, and it's, my daughters do it all the time. I'm just like, put the tissue paper on the thing. Like, <laughs> that's one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> so, what's cool about you? One what's thing that's cool about you. Ooh, what's cool about me is I probably have about five different laughs. Okay. And um, I'd probably say my closest circles have probably heard them all, but um, I just I'm a cackler. Okay. You know that's part of who I am. Yeah. I'm a, I love just being funny and cracking jokes and things like that. And um, I ended up used to making fun of my mom because she used to have the same thing. Like, why do you laugh so many different ways? But um, I ended up developing too. the same yeah. thing. We're yeah. just like that soul laugh, the belch, and just like the hee like all these <laughs> different ways. So That's dope. Yeah. And then last question, one sentence that you would want the world to say about you once you're gone. Ooh, you deep. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a deep one. Oh, yeah. Um. I want them to say, she did that. She did that. She did that. She did that, man. She we, did that. We appreciate you guys <laughs> watching and following and, and tuning into this episode, man. Please give it up one more time for Tiffany Simmons. And always remember, be limitless. Today is a mindset to not hold it, hold yourself back from anything. If you have an idea, if you have something that you want to do, go and try it. See what can happen when you just follow what you have in your heart. All right, always reach out to God. He's waiting to hear from y'all, man. We love you guys. We appreciate every last one of you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.